Welcome to Season 4 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the conversations of Rockstar Burst and myself, Michael Woodland, as we discuss the sport of shooting, goals, training, community matters, and everyday life. You are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And thank you for joining us for another week of the M-W Tactical Podcast. This week's show is brought to you in part by Outdoor Dynamics. Their slogan is, they pull the handle so you don't have to. So head on over to outdoordynamics.net and check out all the reloading supplies, the remanufacturing bullets they have for all your competition needs or your plinking needs or just your training needs. But this week's show, again, is brought to you in part by Outdoor Dynamics. They pull the handle so you don't have to. Now, you already know what's going to take place. So we have the co-host sitting in the chair, sitting there, looking phenomenal. (laughs) She's also sitting there giving me the stank eye because of the fact I constantly nag her. (laughs) So what she actually did was she turned around and put me on some type of block method and I found another number and I'm back to the nagging again. Some people call it trolling. Hey, I call it standing form. So I'm like, Hey, Roxanne, what's going on? Let's do this. So without further ado, bring it forth. The lovely, the beautiful co-host of the M-W Tactical Podcast, Rockstar. What's going on with you there, Miss Rockstar? Oh, you know, just another day. Uh, lots of crazy things going on in the world per usual. So just trying to keep my head on straight and all my ducks in a row and all that good stuff. <laughs> Trust me, you're not the only one. I don't know what's going on with this week, but it has been like back to back for me as well. So I've been all over the place. And the downside to it is the fact that when you look at everything, I'm like, where did the day go? But then again, like I already told you beforehand, after Halloween, it always seems like the year goes by so much faster. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just like snowballing full speed ahead to the end of the year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, and then too, you know, I'm, I'm ready for this year to be over with, to be honest with you. So um, there's too many theatrics that are taking place in 2021 and maybe 2022 would be a lot better. Maybe more people will get more active in community involvement and maybe justice can actually take its stance going in the right direction, moving forward for the nation as a whole, right? Who really knows? Yeah. So, um, Outside of having the busy, hectic week, um, how was the week in part? Because last week you actually said the Jeep was in the shop. So you got to give us an update on the Jeep. So we need to know because we know without the Jeep, you ain't traveling. So obviously if you get the Jeep back, that means you might be traveling. So what's up with that? I don't have the Jeep back yet. So it's getting um, actually quite a bit of work done to it. So I actually have to go pick up my dad who is um it's like musical chairs with vehicles right now so uh, i'm getting work done on the jeep 
my younger brother is getting work done on his car. So we're all borrowing family vehicles. <laughs> Musical cars going on right now. Uh, so yeah, I, that's, that's going to be part of my afternoon today is um, dropping off my dad to, or picking up my dad from dropping off my brother's car and then later um, dropping off the Jeep to a different mechanic to get the rest of the work done. So yeah, it's been hopefully i'll have it back in like the next week well i'm not even hoping next week because of the holiday so it's kind of like whatever it's gonna happen when i get it and i'm just grateful that i can borrow a vehicle in the meantime <laughs> no i got you on that one um but you know like think about it if we was back cars wasn't invented we'd probably still be using horses right now right right and then if you had to take the horse to the vet would you actually borrow a neighbor's horse or another <laughs> neighbor's <laughs> horse and carriage or, you know, so, like, how does that work? <laughs> I know it's like a whole, I'm just, well, I mean, I love riding horses. I haven't ridden in, in a while, but I rode horses growing up. So they're not the uh, cheapest mode of transportation and they eat a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the gas portion of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you got to board them, which is expensive. So I feel like cars maybe are a better long <laughs> yeah so i mean i've only rode a horse two times in my life um the first time i rode a horse i went out west to go visit my nephew okay. and his uncle owned a farm out there and he had some animals and when we were sitting there talking i was like yeah, i never rode a horse before it never really interests me it wasn't like like okay i need to ride a horse but the opportunity was there so i was like yeah let me ride a horse well so he put me on a horse that was pregnant <laughs> and then he was saying like, yeah, be careful. You know, a horse can read your emotions and they know when you're scared and all this. And I was like, what in the world? Then that made me more scared because he said the horse was pregnant. And I was like, I don't want to injure the horse. Like what's going on. But I was only on it for like five minutes. Then the second time I rode a horse, um, I actually did a trail here in South Carolina. Nice. And I want to say that was like about an hour or so, maybe a little bit longer, but it was, pretty fun it was very different because you know like i said i'm six foot five so i gotta squeeze into something <laughs> like that's not <laughs> adjustable to my height and i was just like okay you know because when i first got on it you know the lady she was doing all the straps and everything and i was like this is very uncomfortable and another person heard me say that and it was like oh okay let me do this and then of course when they did the straps it brought my legs down a little bit which made it a little bit more comfortable but um, I bear it through it, you know, but I was just like, okay, I'll just stick with what I know. <laughs> Guns and movies, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so um, we actually just got finished doing the Toys for Tots match um, over the weekend. And that was very fun. And like I said, if you look at it on Instagram, which I haven't posted the videos yet, but I will start this week, but I want to do one more thing with the video before I start posting those videos. The Toys for Tots match that takes place at MCRC here in Columbia, South Carolina, that is my favorite match of the year. And um, the theme of this match, it was borderline outlaw, but it was still like competition driven, whereas the local people, we you know, we actually talk smack to each other and bragging rights and all that good stuff. So um, that went pretty good. And um, we could talk about that a little bit more in the show. But I'm going to do another Toys for Tots match at the beginning of the match in Charleston. 
And I'm actually looking forward to that one also. But I, I love doing stuff where you raise money for different organizations like that, like the children or homeless shelters or whatever. You know, I love yeah. doing stuff like that. It's a good cause. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said too. But um, let's jump into a quick commercial break and then come back and let's talk a little bit about um, some stuff that's going on in the news with these court cases. That's coming up. All right, so if everybody will, please stay in your seats. If you're in your vehicles, turn your radio volume up, adjust your sunglasses. If it's raining, slow it down. But here are a few words from our sponsors. Mental health and guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey everyone, John from Outdoor Dynamics here. We're a remanufacturer of ammunition based in Kannapolis, North Carolina. We make everything from 9mm 115 grain to specialized 40 Smith & Wesson. So if you have anything from an open gun to just a standard Glock 19, feel free to reach out to us at OutdoorDynamics.net or we're on Instagram and Facebook with Outdoor.Dynamics. And we're always here for you. Happy to answer any questions you have. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical 
Order your relic today at jm4tactical.com. All right, good people. Thank you for sitting through that commercial break. And like always, pay the sponsors of the show a visit and let them know that you heard about them or check out their products and you might come across something you like. And, you know, just tell them you heard about them through the M-W Tactical Podcast. And I'm pretty sure they would appreciate that. You know, and also, once again, I didn't say this at the beginning of the show, but thank you for everybody who's listening to the podcast from around the world. You know, where you are, we really do appreciate it. Now, um, moving forward, last week we talked a little bit about the Rittenhouse trial, right? Um, I want to talk about the Aubrey trial this week and get your, you know, pick your brain on it, how you feel about it, how you're looking at it. And how important are these two cases in the country right now? Yeah, well, I think they're two really different cases, but I think they both tie back to the Second Amendment and sort of the, uh, you know, self-defense and so on and so forth. The Arbery case is interesting um, more from the stance that the... (laughs) <laughs> so I found it okay so the citizens arrest law right like that's an interesting law in and of itself right like giving citizens the power to basically arrest people who they think are breaking the law and I think there's I mean there's definitely pros and cons to that the pros are that in theory you can arrest people for <clears throat> a crime that they're committing and if the police can't get there fast enough you can sort of mitigate a crime right like on paper it makes sense it's you know i understand the reasoning behind it the law so in georgia they actually changed the citizens arrest law it was basically modified um earlier in 2021 which i thought was interesting as well so it did allow people to arrest someone who um, if they witnessed them committing a crime or if they had immediate knowledge of someone committing a crime. So uh, I go back and forth on even what that looks like and what that means. And if that's really, um, you know, I like to keep power away from the state as much as possible, but also how do you ensure that there aren't just random folks going out there arresting people who may or may not deserve to be arrested or, you know, creating situations where, um, you could essentially frame someone to <laughs> arrest them for a crime they may or may not have committed. So I think there's some, uh, there's a lot of, I guess, uh, nuance um, in laws like that. But from the, just the overall testimony of, um, um, what was I trying to say? Oh, uh, the overall testimony of the McMichaels. I mean, they should have just left this kid alone, right? Like, this is a situation where I feel like there were things going on in the neighborhood. People were getting, you know, worked up over some purse stealings and just some other like crimes that had been happening. And it's like the McMichaels went out on this hunt and I understand the frustration, right? Because no one wants to be in a crime ridden neighborhood. No one wants to be putting up with 
a slew of criminal activity happening nearby to where they reside. Like that's, I, I totally get that. But in the same breath, it's like, that wasn't really their place to be. And I know that he had prior law enforcement experience. So I'm sure that was part of his reasoning behind him wanting to get involved in the first place. But I just feel like there were a lot of things that they could have done versus taking matters into their own hands, right? Because all of a sudden you have this situation where it's almost like a power trip, right? And it's like trying to be this team that's whatever, serving vigilante justice or whatever you want to call that. But it's not taking the proper steps to really ensure that the person who you're going after is even is even an actual offender, right? So I I just think that there were a lot of things that could have been of could have been avoided and could have been done differently and obviously had a much different outcome had the McMichaels not decided that they were going to hunt this person down for potentially being a thief in this neighborhood, but not really having a ton of evidence to go off of. Right. So I think there's some uh I, I think there were some big missteps on their behalf that then obviously cost um, Ahmad Arbery his life. And so I think that's kind of how I'm looking at it. And how do we make sure that, um, you know, he's not there today to testify for himself. And we are just going off the words of the people who are there. So really kind of looking at it through that lens and ensuring that, you know, was this man even a threat? Was he, uh, you know, was he putting the lives of the McMichaels in imminent danger? Um, we won't know because we don't get to hear his side of the story. But from what I've read and what I've seen, I, I don't really think that's the case. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how it shakes out. I just got a text on my phone saying that um, Rittenhouse is, was not guilty. So I have, now I'm, <laughs> my phone's like blowing up. I've just gotten like four text messages from like four different people. So I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> blowing no, no, up right no, You're good. You're good. Um, um, one thing yeah, about, that's my thoughts in the Arbery case. Yeah, I got you on that one. So when you look at these two cases right now, one of the, one factor that we should be fortunate that came about was there was video in. Yeah. If there wasn't video, I believe there would have been the song and dance of this person is going to say this, this person is going to say that. Now you got to weave in between who's saying what to try to determine who's telling the truth. All right. So now we got video that actually puts people accountable. The Rittenhouse trial like I said, regardless of what people personally think about that, you know, he shouldn't have been there. He's 17 years old. Doesn't matter. The fact right. of the case is he was there. He was there. So everything he done was legitly self-defense. You know, you got to yeah. take your personal emotions out of here. Use logic. That was right. self-defense. Yeah. Now, moving over to the Arbery trial. Video was another factor. We're fortunate of that. The other factor of it is, is the house that Aubrey was in, there was video footage in there also. The owner, the contractor, actually stated he never called the cops. He observed the video. 
and nothing was stolen. Right. But here is one thing that gets me, even if he did steal something, that house is still insured because of it was still under contract and contractors have stuff already in place for anything being stolen like that. Cause you got to remember back in the eighties and nineties, what were people drug addicts doing with houses that were complete or already being built? Right. They was going in taking the copper, <laughs> selling the copper selling it. Yeah. Yeah, to get their drugs. So therefore they have to have, you know, measures in place as far as insurance reasons when they do that. And it was going to get covered anyway. Right. You know, now let's look at it from a different, you know, that same line, but a different perspective. The daughter's driving down the road, saw him standing in the door. Everybody knows this house is under construction. He didn't flee. He didn't flinch. He didn't hide. He was standing there. She observed him. That's what she said on trial. All right. Yeah. He took off running. Right. As fast as he was running, what did he have on him? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm so where they were sitting at in the house, they took it upon themselves to gather firearms, get into the vehicle and chase him down. Right. Another neighbor joined the chase. He was cool until he started using his vehicle as a blocking device. Right. By him using that vehicle as a blocking device, now you're an accessory to the crime. So when they kept pulling up to him, and he even said it out of his own mouth, he did not say nothing to him. Pull over or stop running. I want to talk. We need to talk. He kept running. He doesn't have a right to stop and talk to you. Who are you to him? You know what I'm saying? Now, I know some people are saying that, you know, when he said that to him, he should have stopped. What's the difference between a guy coming out a female? Hey, stop. I just want to talk. I just want to possibly get your number. We want to date. And she keeps walking. What's the difference? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now they go one way in the neighborhood. The neighbor is coming from him from the backside. So he's kind of blocked off. So when he turns around or whatever, when they catch up to him and all that good stuff, they bypass him. And then when he jumps out the vehicle, he's already got the shotgun in his hand pointed at him. He's still running. Right. He runs to the passenger side of this vehicle. He runs to the front side of the vehicle, right? This is where the tussle starts. How was that self-defense? What did Correct. what was the threat that perceived self-defense that you felt like you had to get involved with? Right. 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 When you chased him down, how are you? You know what I mean? Like you Correct. went after him. Yeah. So what's the difference if somebody breaks into my house to steal whatever? <laughs> as they're running out of my house to still on my property, I'm shooting them as they're running away. I'm going to get charged with murder. Because the threat is no longer right. relevant. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But even when you go back and you look at the video from last year, a year ago, when all this took place, listen to everything he was saying because they have body cam footage with the police officers. He's sitting there talking. He was calling self-defense then. 
he touched my firearm. I had no choice. You had a choice. That guy was running. He wasn't bothering you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the self-defense factor is going to get thrown out. Then when you turn around and you look at it, the guy who was doing the video, that lawyer, he wouldn't let that guy answer any of the questions because everybody knew that was murder, right? Yeah. Now, fast forward till today's time. This is my personal belief and people can say whatever they like, but once again, this is my personal belief. That lawyer got too much power in that area. And the reason why I say that is this. He was talking reckless in the courtroom. And when I say that, really think about this, okay? But let's dive into a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and we're going to finish this conversation. <laughs> All right, so everybody, please stay in your seats. Be patient and we're coming right back. But here are a few words from our sponsors. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Mental Health and Guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, 
the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Hey everyone, John from Outdoor Dynamics here. We're a remanufacturer of ammunition based in Kannapolis, North Carolina. We make everything from 9mm 115 grain to specialized 40 Smith & Wesson. So if you have anything from an open gun to just a standard Glock 19, feel free to reach out to us at OutdoorDynamics.net or we're on Instagram and Facebook with Outdoor.Dynamics. And we're always here for you. Happy to answer any questions you have. All right, good people. Thank you for sitting through that quick commercial break, and we're back at it to finish this discussion. Now, um, as I stated beforehand, the lawyer was talking reckless in the courtroom. And when I said he was talking reckless, you have to look at it from the standpoint of what I already said. This guy got too much power in that area. Why would you say to a newspaper that you need more Bubba's and Joe six packs in the jury. Right. So therefore this human was just shot by your client and you're not even giving him the proper respect of saying, you know, people of color, black Americans, or however you want to label it, but you labeled it in a racial connotation. Right. Or just a jury of your peers who would be people yes. who are like you. <laughs> Correct. Right. Then when they're in the courtroom, he said that there was um, too many, or they don't want any more black pastors coming into the courtroom. Right. As soon as that was stated, automatically I stated to myself, they're going to try to use race to get this thrown out. I can already see that working right there, All right? He said it again, and he made another um, analogy of if a bunch of people was to come in there and Colonel Sanders uniforms, like the KFC, Colonel Sanders uniforms, um, and other celebrities and all that, it's gonna sway the decision of the jury, All right? And I was like, man, this guy is reckless, but I saw what he was doing. The judge also saw what he was doing. And, you know, hey, look, you need to stop that. I'm actually surprised since the judge said something to him, he didn't hold him in contempt. That's the part that I'm, you know, worried about. Now, the theatrics that get me, <laughs> I'm like, why are y'all even entertaining this? But I understand the law process of it, right? right? Because everybody knows what it is, you know, but you have to prove it in the eyes of the law, you have to debunk everything. So without a reasonable doubt, you are guilty of this, you know? So in my personal opinion, those guys are fake patriots. And when I say they're fake patriots, you know, a lot of times when we sit back and we say people are fake prophets, they take a little bit of the Bible, they try to spin it just to fit their agenda without reading the whole you know, passage to get the full meaning of what's being stated. Right. It's the same thing right here. You know, right. 
you're a fake patriot. You're not really a patriot to the nation. Right. You're a patriot to your belief. Right. Right. Which is the destruction of this nation. And you're not even understanding what you're doing <laughs> right now. You know? Yeah. Um, another thing that doesn't make sense to me is the fact that there's only one black juror on this whole case. This yeah. area is 55% populated people of color. This is Brunswick, Georgia now. They have a black mayor. That has nothing to do with, um, well, the black mayor doesn't have anything to do with the jury selection. I'm just trying to give you a, a notion of what's going on in that area. Sure. You know? So when you turn around and you look at it, why is that? Now, of course, now you have to blame the lawyers on this because when they do jury selection, they get to pick who's on the jury, yes or no, or, you know, however you want to look at it. So that's both the prosecution and the defense team. You can blame right. both attorneys for that one. All right. So I, I don't understand how that is, right? Because if it's a jury of your peers, mm, you know, what was the questions? What was the determining factors? You pro-gun right. or you anti-gun? That right. couldn't have been the only determining factor of, <laughs> you know, yeah. the jury selection, right? But then again, like I said, I didn't see anything with the jury selection either. So I don't even know if that was televised or not. But um, another thing, like I stated beforehand, the attorney, the defense attorney was talking reckless. He made the statement what he made about the black pastors being in the courtroom the one thing that got me was he got al sharpman and jesse jackson confused both of them reverence both of them black but he got them confused that day you know reverend al sharpman was in the courtroom but he called him jesse jackson so because he did that guess who actually ended up showing up right. jesse jackson <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, what was the reason for that? You know what I'm saying? But like I said, that was part of their reasoning for trying to get a mistrial using right. the race card and everything like that. That's yeah. what I think anyway. Um, and like I said, um, he made other racial notions in the case. He, you know, bought it up again later, which caused the judge to, you know, say what he said to him, like, hey, we're not going to throw this out, you know, this out or another because of what you're doing. We see what you're trying to do. That's not going to happen. Right. Um, and like I said, the, the comment he made to the newspaper. So that's the same lawyer a year ago. If you go back, go on YouTube and look up the CNN interview with the guy that's named Roddy. I can't remember his full name, but I know they called him Roddy, right? The guy who videotaped it. That same lawyer said it on video. This area is bad. It is corrupt. We already knew that because remember when this trial first took place, they already started making the phone calls. You know, who was that that yeah. contacted him and was like, yo, um, my wife's friend, you know, works there and stated you need to call them right now because they already knew what was that was about. Everybody knew he was guilty, you know, right. because now they're, playing the cover-up game and everything right didn't so, the da i can't remember didn't the da like recuse herself from the case initially there was something that happened where somebody was like i have to recuse myself from this because i can't be involved 
Honestly, I don't, I don't remember. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I know. And there was so much stuff happening then. It was like, yeah, I can't, yeah. but I can't, but you could tell right away. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Who's connected to who here? Because there's some shady business. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, honestly, when you sit there and you think about it, um, we could sit here all day and say elected officials, X, Y, and Z. But if you really sit down and you think about it, the people that's running for these positions have influence in the area. And of course, the money to back them up. Okay, we want to keep you in office because you're going to look out for my better interests, X, Y, and Z. Right. All right. But this is why I've always said, like, if you really want change to happen, you have to look at it from every perspective. Yeah. Right. And like I said, for people who really know me, you already know my family is mixed. Right. Mm-hmm. And me speaking to the white side of my family, I've always said this, you know, it's always black America is accepting of white America, but white America is not accepting of black America, right? So you want black America, uh, black America to be accepting to your lifestyle, your values, your way of life but you're not willing to do the same thing on the reverse end of it, right? But then to look at the political aspects of everything of how the nation was fostered, how the laws are geared, right? The people who are making these decisions are not doing the same thing fair because how many times have we already seen um, an officer or somebody do something against somebody of color and they get the minimum sentence? but somebody of color do the same exact thing and they get harsher than regular terms. Right. But what is the court system and what is the jail system really there for? Right. Is it supposed to be something to keep society in order or is it a people in jail profit type system? You know, the free labor system pretty much it, you know what I'm saying? So I think these two trials um, are in place right now of importance yeah Rittenhouse trial is probably going to be used later on for somebody who possibly defended themselves right right the Arbery trial now you're going to see is justice really blind type situation yeah so like I said that's my personal view on it but um I've had some interesting conversations all week about this and um of course we record the M-W Tactical Podcast a week later. So Monday is going to be the deciding factor. So when this podcast actually comes out, it was yesterday the deciding factor was determined, supposedly, because that's what they said Monday, they was going to possibly give the verdict over the weekend. But how do you look at it? How do you feel about it? How do you, you know, every, like I said, everything right now is, pretty much coming down to the gun community i know you know yeah. the supreme court the rittenhouse trial and i was talking to a friend of mine and i told him people are not looking at the big picture stop looking at it from a race standpoint right if you look at it from an equality standpoint that is what's going to shape this nation right because right. right is right wrong is wrong regardless of who you are what you believe in 
Yeah. It doesn't matter what color you are, what religion you are, what gender you are. Like, it's like, that's, I feel like, and I feel kind of like that's what's missing right now is we're not having these, um, I don't know. I feel like the moral code has been sort of forgotten and we're, you know what I mean? So it's really mm -hmm. hard to apply stuff to people because it, it's not set in stone anymore. Correct. But I think if we can get back to what is actually right, what is actually wrong, and then apply those things equally, it'll be, it would do everyone a lot of good, right? Like no one should be getting special treatment. I mean, and I've always said this, it's like, yes, like for sure there's disparities, um, you know, in certain cases, but a lot of it also comes down to money, right? Like yes. who's your lawyer? Like, are you using the public defendant or did you pony up and spend the big dollars and get, you know, your bougie lawyer who can work the system on your behalf. So uh, there's major discrepancies just with, just within that. Right. So, um, I mean, I think until you get sort of the same playing field between your, your, uh, you know, your lawyers, it's never really going to be yeah. true justice. Yeah. So um, like I said, I think the swamp needs to be restocked. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I believe elected officials need term limits. Yes. Um, they and also, you can just keep buying them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many of those guys have been there for decades and they know everybody and they've got the hookup on everybody and they don't, they don't really care about justice. They care about the next person right. that's giving them a nice bonus. Yeah, lining their, their pockets. Right. But I also believe that um, congressmen and senators, anybody who is responsible for writing law should not be able to be able to invest in companies or the nation in any type of way. Your job is solely to work for the people, not to profit in that position. Right. right? So you shouldn't be able to do anything business related. Like I said, that's just what I think. But I also, um, I know you want to say a little bit more, but let's save that for next week and um, bring forth because I think whatever you are, you want to get off of your chest or what do you want to get off of your mind? The decision of both trials, right? It'll play into what you're was actually thinking or what you want to talk about. That's what I think. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see. So next week will be, um, oh, well, what's today, Friday? So we'll see what happens this weekend down in Kenosha now that um, Rittenhouse, I actually have a couple of friends who are down there. Um, one was a really cool guy. He'd actually be a really fun guest to have on this show. He's um, got a background in military. He was part of the, when they first put together the Homeland Security Department after 9-11, mm -hmm. he was part of that process. I mean, this dude is just very well versed, but he's down there. He's from Minnesota, but he's down in Kenosha right now. And um been following him along on Facebook the last couple of days. And I was like, I'd like to go down there and see what's happening. I'm also all yeah. stuff I didn't be So let's try to um let's try to get him on possibly next week or the week after and see how that's gonna, you know, measure up with having him on the show and getting his points across and how he look at things. <laughs> A from, lot to process. Um, yeah. So let's 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 work on that. Let's try to get him on either next week or the week after. 
Yeah, I will uh, I'll shoot him a message and see if uh, he can give us some insight. I think that would be a really cool perspective to have. Yeah, well, yeah, most definitely. So, um, but yeah, let's go ahead and um, let's conclude this show for this week. Um, like I said, I just want to talk about the Aubrey trial. And um, yeah, but next week, let's talk about the decisions that were made, you know, in these trials and possibly talk to this guy. Um, your friend and see what can come up from that that would be yeah that would be cool and just kind of get a boots on the ground feel oh yeah most definitely most definitely so um but yeah let's do that let's do that so um obviously if you're new to the show and you would like to follow me head on over to facebook and youtube and look up m-w tactical if you're on instagram twitter and tiktok please look up at M underscore W tactical and follow me, subscribe and join in on the conversations of what's taking place with me on those social media platforms. If you want to look up some training or you would like for me to come out to your event, please visit www.m-wtactical.com, fill out that contact form or shoot me an email um, linked in the website as well. If you want to follow Rockstar, you can at at rockstar burst b-e-r-s-t on instagram i hang out there most frequently you can send me all the cool news stories and just you know we can chat current events and talk about all the crazy things that are going on in the world hey that's it right there so um until next time everybody be safe out there and we will see you all next week so if you will please um stay in your seats and here are a few words from our sponsors. Hey everyone, John from Outdoor Dynamics here. We're a remanufacturer of ammunition based in Kannapolis, North Carolina. We make everything from nine millimeter, 115 grain to specialized 40 Smith and Wesson. So if you have anything from an open gun to just a standard Glock 19, feel free to reach out to us at outdoordynamics.net or we're on Instagram and Facebook with outdoor.dynamics. And we're always here for you. Happy to answer any questions you have. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under Scheduled Events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 
43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. Mental Health and Guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you can't wait for Tuesday, go listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can even purchase M-W Tactical apparel. But please... Go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting in the realm of the two-way community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.